you're listening to watercolor wash a podcast where we talk about paintings mostly about watercolors for self-taught artists and whoever loves paintings hi i'm vasu and we are together in this journey hello and welcome back so uh, in today's podcast i wanted to share a very important topic uh, which is not just related to art but it's also related to uh, how we see our life and what are the things that we are attracted to what are the, what are the things that uh, we get inspired from so i want to talk about the subjects or references that we use uh, for the painting not just what kind of information we need from them to make our art look better uh but at the same time i also wanted to um touch upon the topic that how do we bring soul uh to the work of art and art is not just painting is not just creating something for sale it eventually it it it's part of uh, who you are it's part of your expression and it's it's actually your expression not just part of it and something that you strongly feel about so first uh, first part i will i'll speak a little bit about what kind of information we need uh, from painting and then in the later part uh, which will be more elaborate i will uh, try to talk about how how do i think that i feel that i brought some soul to my work so uh here is something uh that i i keep talking about uh i think in this is uh the third episode that i'm talking about Todd and uh, i'm very uh, fortunate to have uh listeners like Todd um who encourage me and and they make some progress as well uh, uh from my work so it's it's the best feeling uh not just Uh, getting the support uh from um, not just getting the support by increasing the number of listeners but also the the biggest support that i get is the inspiration that why i'm doing this and is it worth doing and listeners like todd uh, make it uh, worth worth uh this podcast so he also had a question recently uh, actually uh, he didn't ask this question directly uh but what i saw from his work and uh, the progress that he has made in a week uh, was amazing to me but another question that i uh, thought from him actually my observation from his work was uh, what is the information that he actually needs from the subject either it's a photograph or it's a it's a flower itself uh, he's he's a florist and uh, a great gardener and he loves to paint the flowers so the 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 basic very basic information that you need from your subject is the proportion or you can say the shapes so whatever you are trying to paint or um you're trying to achieve is it's basically you're looking for shapes when you talk about compositions when when we talk about uh, touching upon any subject uh, we first uh, try and capture the shape so number one information that you look from the subject or reference is the shape uh, 
and as get as close to the shape first as you can as you can and it, and shape does not mean form in 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 the beginning phase it's just like you know it's a very two dimensional um way to see things so i think uh, if you guys uh, paint in oil as well and um, this paint this podcast is not just for watercolor but uh, i i for i started um, watching some video recently there are very few people that i watch from youtube about art and they're not uh, mostly related to uh, to demonstration of a painting i i i try and listen and learn from them what they think how they approach so one of the things that i saw was a cool trick um from drawmixpaint.com uh, the guy has a youtube channel as well and one of the very important information that i very good perspective that i learned about shape was having seeing things in two dimension is like looking something like a google map like you know um, it's very hard to make you visualize from here but uh, let me show you one so let's say you have a google map and you go in a satellite mode on the google map and you look into a island and you definitely see there is water and then there is land and you just see a shape and the rest is the land so when an object comes in front of us let's say you are drawing uh, a still life and there is a wall and in front of the wall there is an apple so apple is just a shape it's a two dimensional shape if you uh, like in old days like tom and jerry cartoon when uh, that tom poor tom gets uh, stick to the wall it just becomes a two dimensional shape but now when you are looking apple in a three dimensional space of course it's a shape but it also has a form and a volume added to it and has some colors and variations so these colors and variation and form and volume is very obvious to your eyes because you are trained to look at that object in 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 three dimensional all the time but when you're trying to draw forget about what is in front of that apple and think about what the shape that it is giving so that's number one information that you need uh from the subject from the reference and then that's come to what is the second uh information that you need uh from the subject is obviously you need uh, you want values and to see the values is you have to develop a style um or you have to develop a sense of looking at the subject Uh, which is very unique and uh, very different from how other individuals look at something who are not painting it when you become a painter you look at things in a very different way you you look at very uh, clear source of gradient like how light is changing how the shape how the form is defining the light and uh, let's say again the same apple i i talk about apple a lot I don't eat a lot but I I talk about them a lot. Let's say the same apple is um is having a shine somewhere from the source of light and then there is another uh, uh another source of light which is um 
aside somewhere and coming. So you probably get like two shines on the apple because there, there are two sources of light. But at the same time, uh, their interference is creating a mid-tone in the center or like a darker tone if the light is on the top, on the bottom. So this is kind of information that you get is the values. And values has multiple layers of information. Number one is the form. And the form is very related to the values. The way or shape, the form changes of a body. That's the way the shadows and the lights are going to play on that. And the values will change. And um, the, the, the values are, will change based on the, sh on the form of the object, a three-dimensional form of the object. So values are giving you, uh, like, of course, number one information is values itself, like where it is dark, where it is light. Another thing that it is giving the information that you are giving, it's, it's giving you the information of the shape and the form of the object. The way we learn to see in our daily life, uh, or I would say, I would call them, I wouldn't call them muggles, <laughs> uh, but those who don't paint, they see it in terms of form. They see it, they don't see it in terms of values, they see it in terms of form. So what form is, is that apple? It's mostly spherical. That's how you start looking at it. That's, that's how everybody is trained to see. And you're looking at it as spherical, but start looking at them in terms of values. And similarly, any anything that you see in your life, whole life, we see the shape. And we always call it shape, which is basically a form. If it's a three-dimensional object, of course, it's a shape. And uh, it, it also has a form because it's a three-dimensional object. So that's another well, um, information that you need. And now values give another very huge information about which is not form, which is texture. So let's say you have three spherical objects. One is made of metal, one is made of a furry ball, and another one is just an apple. Or like you, you can have like n number of uh, textures, like a leather ball, which gives you a different shine, metal ball, which will give you a very different shine. So all of these information can be abstracted from values. Textures and form and values itself can be derived uh, from from if you are looking at uh, if you are looking at an object these are the information that you can definitely derive just by looking at it in terms of values third information uh, that we try and get is basically is there any color change let's say there is a ball which which has two colors abruptly in the center uh, it's like a if you have been to a circle, a circus, uh, you, you probably see like, you know, um, there are some balls which are, or, or like a beach volleyball, um, or something like a, a child's ball, which they play in the sea, in the beaches. Uh, it has multiple colors in that. And um, it's basically a division. So that's another information. And each set of color, because the shape is same to them and light is acting differently on different point, parts of color. So the values sometimes may be similar to both the colors or multiple colors, but it can also, um, a very good example is flower itself. 
So there is like the center of the flower is a different color. The petals are different color. The stem is different color. And each of these local colors have their own values. So start thinking in terms of, okay, if I see petal, how many, I know it's a rose petal, the color is pink or the color is red, depending on what color the rose is, but how many different values I can see in one petal? Uh, or when two petals are meeting, um, how do I see and s sense that it's being um, separated? What is the identifier that is telling me that these things are separated? So this is another thing that, uh, that you need to look into a subject. Uh, this, these are the information that you... So if you have all this information, you can, if you're a very new beginner, you can write down, like, did I notice the shape? Did I notice the, uh, the values? Did I notice the colors? Did I notice the texture? And did I notice the form or the shape? So if you answer like these five questions before you start jumping and drawing and painting it, uh, this is a very good uh, exercise to, to have. Um, and then once you have this information with you, you can, um, you can move on a little bit. And the last thing that you want and, and as an information from the subject is, are there any other subjects which is interfering with this subject? So you are in a world, we are living in a world where nothing is alone, you know? If there's a building, there will be a tree besides it. If there is nothing in there, if, if you're in a barren landscape, you will always see sky and the land and maybe a water body. Or So what kind of interference uh, we are observing from the, sub, uh, from the objects around it? So the interference could be, you know, some deep dark shadow into the next object or if something is a luminescent object like a candle which is your which is your subject it might project light rather than shadow uh, to another object and then there are like if you're uh, painting like a glass and so all the reflections that glass get or the water gets it's from the surrounding object so shadows lights reflections and even uh, reflections on the metal surface or even on the leather. So it depends like what are you painting, which is beside that. Let's say you have a flower vase and that apple and the table and the cloth of the table is white. And believe it or not, even the, the table cloth is white. It, it might get some red as a reflected light from the apple. So if you are very minute, uh, if you look into very minute details, you know, you probably have to address that shining light from the apple, which gets reflected to the white sheet. So these kind of information are very, very uh, crucial if you're um, willing to paint. Sorry, I just, I was just having a little bit of water. And yeah, coming back to that, the interference could be sometimes very drastic and sometimes very minute 
not even to like if the objects are far apart and then in that case the interference might be very very little so i have a, a one class in skillshare uh, which talks about uh, which talks about uh, uh, the subject of uh, um creating your own composition so in that skillshare class i, I it's just a pumpkin uh, right now i think there are only 11 student enrolled to that as of now i hope it goes up uh, but in that what i did i took a pumpkin um from a well established photograph which has like n number of things so this pumpkin was on a pan and the pan was on the weighing scale and and weighing scale is tall and in the bottom there are so many different objects with different light light sources and different um uh, different interferences were happening so what i did in that uh, course uh, in that class was i isolated the i isolated the whole pumpkin from this scenario but once i isolated that i i also need to isolate the interferences that it was getting you know like for instance some some strong light if it is getting from some candle and i don't even have that candle in that picture so so in that case you know uh, i would dim down the highlight or do something else but if there is something which is you know um which is not very strong let's say there is a apple lying like 2 feet below that pumpkin somewhere else that apple is actually making no impact to the overall composition that i'm trying to to paint something new so so you need to be mindful that uh, that what you are intending to do in in this case um you can uh, yeah so th- this is another way that that you can uh more simplify or uh more clarify your the information that you are uh, requiring uh, from the subject it's it's a it's a very good way to you know to to begin with if you can write down a list of information that uh, that you receive from the picture from the photograph that what is the shape what is the and uh, what is the value what is the texture Uh, is there any interference from anywhere else what are the colors what are the local colors and individual how many individual local colors do you see or local areas of painting that you see and what kind of values you can go with so uh, breaking down your things uh, into smaller values and into smaller chunks will make your work much more uh, much more easy also you know uh, so some might think that watercolor is such a free hand medium why would i care about uh, what kind of information that i need uh, do i need to compartmentalize all these things uh, or do i just paint in a in a big wash so i don't care about all this information and i can i, I agree with you but it also depends on what kind of paint painting you're uh, trying to do if you are trying to create a very abstractionist piece of art you may not need like um if you have like 10 details you can definitely skip eight or nine of them but if you are like a impressionist you want to skip like five details out of 10 but you want to keep this subject these objects individually 
in a in a place if and if you are a realist you'll probably want to keep like 8 eight out of uh, 10 and skip a few minor but if you are a photorealist you might even want to capture like 15 details and the others have listed probably 10 so this is uh, something that uh, it depends on the style or the choice that you are having so yeah and in that case you probably need to to identify what is your style and how how you are willing to uh, what are what are you willing to do uh, to create that kind of space uh, create that kind of information that kind of painting now i want to talk about uh, the very important topic uh, that how, why do we connect to a certain subject and how can we bring some soul to the work so it's it's very um, unique uh, characteristic of human being we are unable to describe why we like something you know like um, why we love something is we we tend to give a lot of different reasons you know like oh yeah because that's beautiful it looks cute it's red or something like we we try to justify um the reasons of liking something but frankly uh, we are completely unaware of the reasons that why why we like something to draw or something to paint and it's it's um in a weird way it's great as well and and it's very subjective you know it's very subjective to an individual like some people love flowers and then there is a group of flower loving people and then some people loves to paint still life just fruits or something so you know it also depends a lot on your upbringing uh, your interactions with the life so or even um or even uh, the people who are who you are with uh, and they have a certain interest so all these things all these little little things definitely add up to you and you you get attracted to a subject or something that is um, you, you you definitely get attracted to something and you paint you cannot explain it very clearly definitely like what what is your favorite color red so like yes but why so answer to this why you know you like flower or red roses because you like red color so you know the second level of explanation is much easier but the primary reason of like of of loving something or liking something it's very abstract uh, to the human being and that's the beauty of it you know you are always unaware or uncertain that what you are going to paint so if you uh, go to my instagram you probably will find all the paintings that i do are not done by others because in in there are challenges you know like inktober and what not and people are uh, painting landscapes uh, in acrylic and everybody is doing the same skies and same land and so the painting started repeating and i i see like you know it's good for learning there's nothing wrong with it uh, but even when i was beginner 
I never painted anything that um, that I didn't like and I didn't paint it it's not about it's not an ego um, you know uh, it's it's that others are painting I don't want to paint it no I, I don't <laughs> I don't even get like a, a turn on to paint something I, I look around for like thousands of pictures thousands of photographs and even in a location and until and unless I find out a connect with something I cannot um, it's very hard to explain what, what do you mean by connect or uh, you cannot quantify or maybe people can quantify and but I'm not able to do that that how can you um, what are you actually looking at it so that's also that's uh, also another thing that that finding that connect if you find a connect with something you know instantly if you're looking at some uh, things lying in your house and you feel like painting it that's a good connect always um, try and paint that the reason why i'm um, asking you to do this is because you know it's much easier and it's um, it's going to give you great results if you are connected to a subject uh, from inside and that's like you know if you have a liking for something so all this so world is very hypocrite and including me and including and uh, by the uh, by a hypocrite I don't want I don't mean to say like uh, on any political topic or you know the favoritism that we do uh, among even the things that we possess for instance, we have a favorite shirt and we have a favorite color and we don't, we have like 10 different shirts or trousers, uh, but we pick, there are a few shirts and pants that you are like connected with. You know, you always want to, you wish that you, oh, that it always stays new. It, uh, it, I, I wish I could wear this every day. Uh, and but the meaning will be gone because if you wear it every day it won't uh, it won't help you so it's very hard to define what's uh, like how and why it's your favorite shirt or the primary reasons are always abstract and then we derive the secondary reasons because we establish the primary reason okay I love white so I love I love white shirts I love white flowers but the primary reason why I love white is it's very abstract. And, and, and it's, I'm just uh, trying to give one example to that. So do not g get into that abstract reason. Like don't try to find it. I, I'm trying to say use it. So if you know you like your uh, intent, uh, it's, um, if, you, if you know what you like, it's much easier to start there. And then from there on, you might have seen a lot of artists have a very unique style of painting and the colors in their painting look different and, and you can easily identify this is this painter's painting, this is that painter's painting because that's the style usually comes from that interest. You know, so in a longer run, you will know that this is the reason why I paint like this because I am in, interested in knowing uh, in I'm interested in liking this thing this way 
So that's uh, that abstract thought uh, that made you like it. And there could be multiple reasons. You know, a psychiatrist will, or if you go to a therapy, they might be able to explain it to you why, why you like this kind of people, why you like this kind of things. And I still don't um, agree to a lot of that. Uh, but uh, in terms of painting, I'm saying you shouldn't be worried about wh- what you like. You should be happy about you know something that you like. And when you know something that you like, the intent becomes very strong to create. And I want you to use that intent and your paintings will be much more lifelike. You will definitely do a little bit better than other subjects that you paint. So always try and try to paint the things that you are inspired by, the things that you you have always wanted to paint. So that's the end, you know, and what happens is uh, we go to the Pinterest. I never take pictures from Pinterest. And um, or and we find a person who has a great collection of, uh, of pictures in the Pinterest uh, of references. It's a ready-made recipe to copy somebody's thought immediately. Of course, it's not just copying. Sometimes you just also replicate to that person's uh, intent. You know, you know, there are so many people in the world who have same feelings, same liking. So it's easy, okay to get it. It's uh, absolutely, I, I definitely feel like a few artists who paint, uh, who have already painted, I wish I could paint like that because I love those things as well. Exact same things that I wanted to paint, they have already painted in the past. So that's uh, that's another way to look at it. But at the same time, if you know that what you're interested in, uh, try and paint it, uh, take it from there. So that will make your um, things much easier. Now I, um, now I want to talk a little bit about how to put that soul in that work. The first part is already being done because, you know, once you have a connect with something, you see that thing in a very different way, you know, especially happens with everybody's child when when they're young and the child is born. I think that's one of the biggest connect that you find yourself in. And it's very hard to possess a similar kind of love to any other living being or or any other non-living being that's the highest uh, the peak of love that you feel even more than uh, your spouse uh, that's the highest now if you lower down the degree and you come down to the things you find out like what you like um, as a what you like as a setup or it could it it may not have to be a thing but it could be a group of thing it could be a same candle put in a room in a different against a different wall um, again in a different table might generate that magic that is uh, that you wanted to paint so that uh, identifying that setup you know and you you, you start creating that kind of uh, role uh, you start playing a little bit with your setup your scenario and your in your mind and you come um, 
and you come back to uh, to it and 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 you think that it, this is the perfect situation that i wanted to be in and i want to capture that moment so the first um step to try to create is to first of all you have to feel that con- connect and you need to be in that moment uh fully present in that moment the second thing is you have to be fully present in that moment that yes this is something that i love to see 5 years from now as well put exactly in the same way and that's that's something that is uh, in uh, unchangeable in your mind this is the memory that you want to capture that that's the second thing third thing is you know uh, you need to to understand and study that what you are looking at like in terms of colors in terms of textures and appreciating and admiring it once you start doing that you you get like you know uh, a separate set of information all the information technical information that i gave you in the beginning is secondary this is something that happens on a very neurological uh, level that is unexplainable that when you love something and admire something there is the, these are the attributes or uh, or the characteristics of that object or that person you cannot explain what you saw you just know what it is and you try to capture it that's uh, it's very intangible and the word soul is also very intangible that putting soul into something it's very intangible so it's unexplainable um, but you can see it happening that when you even like you know right now when i'm talking to you guys i'm looking into a looking at a switch in in the in the wall and the combination of the colors that i see in that and the switch is a little bit old but it's a big switch big white switch and almost uh, like size of my palm it's a very huge switch for the light and i'm looking at it wow what what beautiful thing it is and once i established that and now i see like okay there is a line going on uh, it has a lot of dust deposition on it which is actually which cannot be cleaned because it's it's not the dust that is sitting outside it's something that has uh, emerged there's something that has uh, that has become part of that switch so you know all this kind of information that you start capturing which is a much higher level than the information that i told you in the beginning that okay you need to capture shape you need to capture form you need to capture value no this is something that you know when you establish that connect and when you start uh, admiring and appreciating that object like at that point of time the, then you 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 start bringing something additional to your work and that is highly highly intangible i i'm at least i am not able to explain what it is and i hope you guys understand as well that what i am talking about now when it comes to to painting people it's the hardest time for me to you know to paint uh, who do i want to paint and it's obviously like my wife my son 
is a, is a de- always like a definite uh, choice very easy choice to paint or or somebody you love it's a very easy choice to paint other than that what do you want to paint who else do you want to paint maybe your favorite actor maybe your favorite actress and personally i don't even feel i have favorite actors i have favorite actresses but i do not feel that um that eagerness in myself to paint them sorry i was having a little bit of water again um while speaking <laughs> uh, for really long so yeah so i do not feel that urge to paint especially when it comes to painting portrait but when i'm watching something you know on netflix or maybe on prime video and i'm invested in that character i don't care who that actor or actress it is and i don't even know their names many times because these people are fairly new to me and uh, and also they're from the western world and i most of the time i don't watch a lot of stuff so i don't care if they who that person is but if i like that character at that particular setup at that particular moment uh, i was watching um uh, pennyworth i think pennyworth is uh, some sort of dc universe thing that uh, it's on probably on hbo so i was watching this first season and it's shot in uh, 50s or i think 40s uh, 1940s or 50s uh, and uh, so there are two major women in his life uh, in this guy's life and one woman is someone who whom he loves and i didn't like that girl in the beginning but as soon as i started watching uh, of course she was a very likable character but uh, i didn't like him to be painted as much but she she was a singer as well so she's uh, she was a dancer Uh, and uh, like a cabaret uh, dancer who dances in the clubs and and there was a setup where there was a certain type of light that was coming to to her face and that at that particular moment i thought that i should paint this i i have to paint this and uh, exactly this woman this person i need to paint but that came to me after watching like a couple of episodes or multiple episodes on there and and then i i i think i painted that and i left it um unfinished because uh i didn't lose the interest but i i started i chose a very i chose a very wrong composition i i uh, I, st- i started painting on a 8k paper which is around a3 size and i I put the face in a very big area in that painting and that to me is not a very good composition and I have learned this before that but at the same time you know I was uh, thinking that uh, I, there were a lot of things going on in my mind that what if I have to paint this in a 4k paper which is even bigger so I have to start painting something bigger in a smaller paper and that after when I started okay I have to start painting bigger in a bigger paper not to do that in a small paper and i i abandoned that composition at that point of time so uh, then there was another mo- moment in that same uh, pennyworth series and uh, this time it was martha 
who is i think like the batman's mother she will become batman's mother so this i'm watching this pennyworth and and i had no interest in painting her as well in the beginning of the and she was all along in that uh, during that uh, series and uh, i i'm looking at it and i was uh, definitely she's a very attractive woman the woman who is playing that character but i was not at all interested uh, in painting her but on again on like you know certain situations on certain lighting and certain um variation in her character itself you know when when the the character becomes more vulnerable and you connect to it because you at the end of the day uh we are we all are a little bit vulnerable on certain things when but when you see certain characters getting vulnerable it's um you connect more at and at that point of time i thought i would paint her and i did take like you know some sort of screenshot it's very hard to take screenshots so i took picture and i i tried to search that uh, woman and then try to find more pictures of her uh, from because it's difficult to to paint right away from the tv because uh, even if you pause that it stays there for like maybe 5 minutes and then you turn back and the frame is gone even if you try to pause the same frame doesn't come back again and i struggled with it of uh, some time and then i uh then i left it like that so yeah but that's like that's how i i get uh, the kick to paint somebody from um somebody from movie or some so this is how i get in, get um invested in a subject and eventually it's a it's a long extending subject study and then it leads the interest and the intent to paint so if you love something from this is how this is the only way i have been able to explain wh- why i don't paint uh portraits when people directly ask me to number one if it is if you are giving me money i will paint it it, it doesn't matter uh, because commissions i i treat very differently and i put same amount of effort in fact i put more effort because um for commissions i practice a little bit beforehand by not painting the person i paint a little bit more uh, i paint three or four portraits of different people uh, before i start painting the portrait commissions for portraits i will uh, i do but when you ask me to paint you know when a lot of people um a lot of people ask me to paint from india on my facebook page and i know them their relatives their friends and couple of things that i tell them is i i, I directly don't say that i don't want to paint you don't i don't want to be rude but a couple of things that i directly to tell them is you know they they want to get painted for the facebook post or instagram post so if i paint them i need to first of all i i have some connect with them but not that much urge to paint second reason is is i if i'm painting it for free or if i'm painting it for even for some amount of money the uh, the most important reason for me is for my art to go there to go it in a actual wall not in a facebook wall 
and that's the the biggest respect that i can get for my work and it may not be uh, the best way for them they they think that i paint so many portraits um and i practice on random people and why don't why can't i paint there instead and that way they can also get a portrait and i can get a subject to paint and that's it's not so easy first of all to create the same amount of connect the same magnitude of connect uh, to a certain person and eventually i ended up saying no to so many people they might not they think i'm arrogant they think i'm uh, i do not uh, have similar regards uh, that they have for me and uh, which is completely unfair and untrue i i would love to paint them if i spend enough time with them and if i know that my art is going to be valued uh, on uh, either in their house or in the, either in their and it's very hard to ship from china as well if i'm shipping it from india to china and then uh, then that has to be framed and all of that it's a uh, it's a hustle and what if they don't like it you know and uh, all that effort uh, goes into vain so that's another reason that i don't paint so yeah um today's discussion uh was majorly about the reference and about the subject and i will continue this uh, same topic on how to choose uh the subject of your liking and what are the resources that you can use uh, to paint from because definitely i i do not like to to paint from someone's um source which is not public which somebody has uh put some effort taken that photograph and without paying them or without taking their permission i i do not recommend painting that i have a few ways um to get my references i generally ask people if i can paint them or if i can paint a picture a photograph from them and some people actually voluntarily gives me photographs and i have a very uh, unique taste um uh, to select those so i will talk about that in some some other episode i hope uh, you like um today's episode i think i put a lot of information today uh that how to actually get information from the subject itself so if you like this episode and uh, the rest of my uh, podcast if if you want to listen to a few more episodes it will be great do rank me on apple podcast or wherever you are listening uh, review it 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 definitely helps to put it up somewhere i'm a very small podcast right now i have i'm hopefully tonight i'm going to reach uh around uh 1000 podcast in last 30 days 1000 download in last 30 days so that comes around like 200 uh um 200 downloads a week 200 or 300 downloads a week and i definitely need to reach 1000 downloads a week and if you guys give a good review and i'm pretty sure if you have listened to this far 
you like my podcast and you you like the things i talk about my intent is is um, very clear that uh, the things that i didn't get when i was uh, beginning my journey post- podcasts were all, always there maybe i was not able to find them but uh, i didn't find any podcast which actually talked about uh, the struggles of of a beginner artist or h- how can i make progress actual technical things were never spoken on any podcast it was mostly about things around the art or things about the art not exactly how to do it so this is something that i wanted to do i i, I want to do it on youtube with a set of examples as well but i have a full time job and i i tried to do it but i i figured out that it require much more effort much more production value and a lot more money than not just money but it's uh, uh my job is uh, i get a lot busy on that uh, in some time uh, you know I, i really get busy into my job and it becomes i don't want to have that extra um, extra something in my mind going on about youtube so podcast is somewhere i can express and i can still uh, serve the purpose of of uh, extending the knowledge extending the word out there and this this is my effort uh, to help fellow beginners fellow artists so if you like this podcast definitely please give me a review write some reviews if you can or just give the stars if you don't have enough time and finally do check out my instagram like uh, if you want to uh, see my work or what, what i paint like and i usually paint very uh, very often i paint and very often i post so it's not like you're getting a painting in 15 days you'll probably get maybe sometimes i paint four paintings a week i post four times a week sometimes it's one or two sometimes i get busy and maybe one or th- but i'm very consistent on my instagram i read messages as well um, and of the listeners so do reach out to me little bit of self promotion now so i have six classes on skillshare um and each of them are on a different topic and usually with the example of a one painting so you can always come and visit my page the links are on the description so you can find out where uh, you can definitely see uh, my paintings there and and i hope you learn from that so all the links are in the description do check it out and i hope um, i wish you a very very happy christmas and a very very happy holidays coming up thank you so much for listening